Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the auction community studios for the next four hours, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. Wolf, what is going on over there? Oh, not a whole lot, Luke. Of course, nothing but legal tampering and all the all the to-do about free agency and what transpired yesterday and what could possibly transpire today. Uh, Chandler Jones and Von Miller both trending on Twitter right now, and not because anything has happened. They're both yeah. just kind of still out there. Boy, they are out there right now. Who's going to blank first? That's what I want to know. I'm Who's going to blank? Figure out which teams are, are in on them. I thought Denver was going to get one of them, and I'm guessing not now since they just signed Randy Gregory, even though he almost just signed with Dallas. It's, it's like every two minutes it changes. There are still a lot of big names that are actually out there, to your point right there. Von Miller, of course, Chandler Jones. Tyron Matthew as well. Tyron Matthew being out there. Odell Beckham. Um, Stephon Gilmore is still out there. So there are some big names to be had. And I'm sure today we're going to get news on a lot of these. So we'll start with the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins uh, restructuring his contract to open up some cap space. Looks like it opens up about $7.1 million for them to work with. Couple things on this, Wolf. My first thought was the I, I can't imagine them going to DeAndre Hopkins and saying, Hey, can you restructure your deal just so we can give Kyler Murray more money? So I, I find it hard to believe that this is just to re sign Kyler Murray. Maybe I'm wrong. But I have to think that this is actually money they're going to use on other positions. Yeah, you know, I would tend to agree with that right now. Um, this is something that Steve Kime has done a very, very good job of in the past is structuring contracts in such a way that you can restructure them. And at some point in time, it is going to catch up to you. At some point in time, you do have to pay the piper, but you can spread it out right now. And I think this is one of the things they're trying to do with DeAndre Hopkins, free up a little bit more cap space for them. The question is to your point, is that for Kyler Murray? Of course, I don't really think so because you can structure Kyler Murray's contract in a very creative way where it might actually lower his cap number for this year. Yeah, I just it, it I mean it's it's not to say I don't want Kyler Murray back. I think I've made my feelings pretty pretty clear on that over the uh, the last few weeks. You you have to bring him back. You you have to. But I just it's a, it's a little more exciting of news to me today if you're telling me DeAndre Hopkins restructured his deal because they're going after a corner or they're going after a couple different positions or they're they're looking to bring guys in. Yesterday they did what I think was the right move, and they took care of, of their own guys that were about to leave. I think we saw most of the guys that were potentially about to leave um, that they're going to keep. I think they kept most of them yesterday. There's a few other. I'm sure they're going to trickle in. We can have the Chandler Jones conversation here in a few. But it, it's a lot more interesting to me that, that DeAndre Hopkins restructured his deal because you're going to go out and you're going to add an offensive lineman or a receiver or a corner than just, well, Kyler Murray was going to get $243 million, Now he's going to get $250 million. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, whom could this possibly be pointing to right now? I have no idea. But I do know I really like what the Arizona Cardinals did in 
day one. Anybody that listened to the broadcast yesterday, it's not going to surprise you. I know that there's not a big splash. I know that there wasn't a splash name, so to speak, that was out there that they went out and signed. J.C. Jackson was a name that a lot of people were hoping that were going to go out and they were going to sign J.C. Jackson. That was not the case. Um, I don't think this is for that either. I don't. Now, I could be dead wrong on that. Maybe they go out and make a big splash today. But I loved what the Arizona Cardinals did because of what it portends. And I was <laughs> I was riffing on this for about four hours yesterday and boring people to death, I'm sure. But yet at the same time, it is a significant occurrence to me. What happened yesterday? Yeah. This team got more physical yesterday philosophically as well. Well, they committed to to stuff that was working the first three months of last season. Correct. Now, I know the pushback is, okay, but they haven't won a playoff game in six years. You're going to have to go add some pieces, too. And there's some truth to that. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, everything's fine. They got the exact same team as last year. It's not how it works. But I, I, I do think with a guy... I'm operating under the assumption Kyler Murray is going to be here. I'm operating under the assumption, like you're saying, that the offense is going to be a little more involved. So they should improve internally as well. Now, I would like to see them go out and get a corner, and there aren't a whole lot of the big names left. I mean, you mentioned J.C. Jackson. Uh, Carlton Davis is uh, is off He's the gone. board, too. Stephon Gilmore is still out there. He, no, how he, about that? He is. Stephon and Gilmore, a guy that loves to walk up over a wide receiver, of course, put his hands on him, play some press, man. Uh, Traverius Ward is gone to San Francisco. There are some other guys, though, that have become available, like Janoris Jenkins, or we're supposed to call him Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Is that like his official name now? Uh, I think so, but okay. Janoris I'm going with. Okay, I mean, I'm going to go with Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, okay, of course. I just remember him getting torched by the Cardinals in Week One last year, <laughs> so I have some hesitation. Yes, you know, there's another AJ Bouye is out there. That's interesting to me. That is interesting. Patrick yeah. Peterson. No, no, it wasn't that he was. It wasn't that he was a lockdown shutdown guy. But when you're talking about mm, top three corners, could he possibly come in here and be one of the top three corners? I think he could. He was really good a couple years ago. Really good. Yes. Patrick Peterson is out there. That wasn't. I wasn't joking that he's out there. I was just joking that the Cardinals would bring him back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there are definitely some big names out there. You don't need a big name at the cornerback position. You need a good player at the cornerback position. <laughs> so that yeah. as, as long as they identify that guy. But I'm I'm nervous if they go into the draft without adding one and they just say, okay, well, we're going to take the best one at 23 because there's no guarantee that. Four of them don't go before pick 23 or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be pinned into that corner. And to me, of all the positions on this team, yes, I would like receiver help. Uh, Edge rusher, if you don't have Chandler Jones. But the one where you could get really stuck going into the draft, if you don't address it, to me right now is corner, where you're going to be like, okay, we have to take one in the first two rounds if we don't do something before then. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because based on what they did yesterday, could there possibly be a portrait that is being painted by Steve Keim here, Basin audience? This is the question that I ask. And the reason why I say it is, if you go back and you look at the first 10, 12 weeks of the season for the Arizona Cardinals, to your point, Luke, about the first three months, you look at it, um, there was a pattern. There was a clear pattern that had formed, and what that pattern was, it was the Arizona Cardinals offense going out and playing so well that they got leads. They got leads in games. And then suddenly they had a pass rush coming off the edge, and their corners were playing very, very well. 
because of it. When you mm-hmm. stop and think about it, the Cardinals could get to the quarterback, get a little pressure on the quarterback, and that secondary was playing very, very well when the Arizona Cardinals had leads in games. That was the plan going into the season, right? Because the secondary, the corner corner position, I know internally they loved Marco Wilson. I know they were happy with it, but yes. from the outside it looked very thin. And they, they <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not saying they got lucky with Marco Wilson, but I'm saying that to be able to just depend on him and count on him from week one, there's some risk there. But their their plan As a rookie especially. Yeah. But their plan was to have JJ Watt and Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones and, and it was working to start the season. And it was working to start the season. And once again, I'm wondering if they're looking at that as the veritable reset button all over again going forward right now. One of the reasons why many of the signings yesterday, their own signings, granted, but signings of guys that actually contributed big time to that start of the season last year, the first half of the season last year. You think of the guys they went out, and Zach Ertz is the outlier, but Zach Ertz, of course, proved his value and his worth in the second half of the season. Now, their record wasn't great, but he played great. And because of that, now, once again, I think they're looking at how did we play football? How did we play offensive football in the first 10, 12 weeks of the season? And what were the dynamics of us playing so well? And I think it's clear. There's no doubt about it. The offense would get leads that were that lethal, and they were. In the first half of the season, that was a lethal offense. They'd get leads, and then the defense, of course, didn't have to worry about stopping the run so much. Because they were rushing the passer. Because teams were behind in games. This has been a scenario, this has been a model, the Kansas City Chiefs actually won a Super Bowl with. So, um, I'm wondering if this isn't a turn back the clock. That means edge is important right now, and it looks like Chandler Jones is still out there. Could they possibly be freeing up money to sign Chandler Jones? That's, That's crazy. a question. I, I did not think he was coming so back. it's either edge or corner. That's my guess. They just flashed the five top uh, pass rushers on the screen in here. Vaughn Miller, Chandler Jones, Jadavian Clowney, Zadarius Smith, yes. and Calais Campbell. Yes, I would not put Calais in that category. Calais is more of a lineup over the outside shoulder of the guard. Now, if it's just rushing the They're passer, just saying pass rushers, okay, I think. So yeah. they didn't say edge. Yeah. Yes. Because so he's not the edge. Those are some, some names that are out there. Obviously, Von Miller and Chandler Jones have been the headliners. But we've seen guys like Hassan Reddick get signed yesterday. and Randy Gregory get signed this morning. So... The Calais Campbell thing is fascinating to me. I love it. I, I'm sorry. I, I realize Calais is what? Almost 36 years old? Is he Is he 36 years old yet? Uh, he's still, if you just want to line Calais up over the guard and jam things up, and guess what? The Arizona Cardinals need that. He could still do it, man. That would be interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that two of the five names on that list they just flashed are both uh, current or former Cardinals. Come home, son. The weather's getting warmer. Arizona sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water. For life-saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA, text SWIM to 620-620. Coming up, the Suns are up seven and a half games with 14 to go. So why is Golden State feeling so confident? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM. Arizona Sports Station. Like we always do with this Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Mama, 
Oh, the energy here on the Wolf and Luke show. You just absolutely love it. Uh, Something tells me this may have been being played at a wedding reception. I have no idea, but... (laughs) A lot of Kanye at wedding reception. I'm just saying, maybe out on the dance floor. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that right? Sarah Cazelle. Probably, probably somewhere it was paid, played. Um, okay, you know what? No talk about newlyweds, ladies and gentlemen. Not here on the Wolf and Luke show, of course. One of the greatest things ever that a man would look at a woman and say, you know what, it's you and me against the world. That a woman would look at a man and say, take my hand, let us walk through this beautiful life and do it together in strength, shall we? What a beautiful thing that is, Luke. I, I mean, I did not ever expect to hear that coming out of a Kanye song, but, uh, yeah, but so. now there we are. Now I've, <laughs> I, I, I associate well that song with private jets, and now, now I don't know what to think. Okay, here we go. All right, so here, here's a name, Wolf, that everybody knows. Okay, I'm going to throw a name out there. Everybody knows this name. Everybody okay. driving around knows this name. Got it. You are not going to like this person in about two months. Come on. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying to the... Okay. And you probably think, okay, yeah, yeah, that guy, I guess he can be a little irritating. I'm I'm pretty convinced this individual is not going to be well-liked in about two months in the Valley here, and that man's name is Draymond Green. (laughs) Okay, Draymond. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else right there. Okay, Draymond Green. Oh, this is a Green. fun game. Tell you know me who you're just, thinking about. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Luke. Luke. I'm, I'm much more worried about Draymond that. Draymond Green. Um, why do you say that about Draymond Green? Because Draymond Green, I think when you when you haven't faced the Warriors in a playoff series, you look at Draymond Green and you're like, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's. I guess he's kind of irritating, but, you know, whatever. The second the Suns play the Warriors in a best-of-seven series, and you know me, I've been saying this since the first week of the season, I feel like that's going to happen at some point in these playoffs, and now it's looking more and more like it would have to happen in the Western Conference Finals if it happens. You're not going to like Draymond Green, whether the Suns win the series or the Suns lose the series, certainly if the Suns lose the series. There's going to be a moment in Game 2 where he does something kind of shady, and whoever, I don't even want to throw out Suns players' names, you can imagine one of them is laying on the ground in Game 2, and something's going to happen in Game 4. And that's what he does, and he's very good at it, and he's very good at a lot of other things, but he's back now. And in a seven-game series, you're not going to come out of a series against Golden State hating Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. <laughs> you're going to come out feeling about Draymond Green the way you felt about Patrick Beverly last year. So what year. are you saying? Are you saying that Draymond Green, you believe, is a guy that will push some buttons on opposing teams? I'm is saying, saying if Draymond Green were here right now, um, he would say that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right about that. It's a it's an astute observation by you, Luke. There's no doubt about it, especially once you get into the postseason. So everybody that's, just get ready for that. That's exactly right. But you're you're making the assumption right now Draymond Green is going to totally change everything that the Golden State Warriors are and who they're about and once they get into the postseason right now that losing streak they've been on is going to become a distant memory is that what you're saying well yeah I mean that hasn't I've I've long thought it would be the Suns and Warriors I think most people have so because I would back you if that is what you were saying (laughs) right there I would back you it is there's no doubt about it it's always been Golden State it's always been the Warriors since the the Suns built this lead in the Western Conference, and I would say built this lead as the best team in the association, and that's what I'm going to call them. It's always been, to me, the Warriors, and this is something you've been on from the very beginning, but I think it's rather obvious, especially when Draymond Green does come back, and he is back, and he played last night, and he looked pretty good 
last night, as a matter of fact. So he played last night. Golden State has won four straight now. They've beat the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Bucks. Last night was the Wizards, so, you know, whatever. But but he was back last night. It's the first time that he, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry have all played together in a game for the Warriors in over a thousand days. Wow. Makes perfect sense, though, right? It does. Steph had 47 points in the game. Draymond Green said this after the game. To start, what's your mindset right now? Uh, Obviously, the two-seed will be great, but we're not chasing it. Uh, We're going to make sure we do everything we can to stay healthy coming down the stretch. Not going to make any any bonehead decisions trying to chase the two-seed. Whether we're two-seed or three-seed, we're going to win a championship, so don't really matter. You're just calling that right now to finish off the post-game interview. Yeah, I called it months ago. <laughs> there, there it is go. right there. That is the swag. The undeniable swag right there. Listen, the, the thing I respect about Draymond Green, he goes out there and he backs it up based on how he plays. And he doesn't back down. He backs it up and he doesn't back down. Doesn't mean he's right all the time. Doesn't mean they're going to win the championship just because he says it. You can't will yourself to win a championship. All you can do, Basinonians, is will yourself to try as hard as you possibly can. That's what you can will yourself to do. If that means you're going to win a championship, there's a lot more that goes into it than you just willing it, you just saying it. You have to go out and do it. And that's the problem. But Draymond Green is the juice for the Warriors, as we all know. And he was the juice in 20 minutes of play last night. Okay, now it's the Wizards. I understand that. Yet at the same uh, time, we've seen we've seen a body of work for five or six years. You come back. Group. He was plus 24, by far and away the highest plus minus of any player on the court for either team. Of course, he was plus 24 in 20 minutes. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty doggone good, right there. And if you if you look at it, the numbers are spread out. He only scored seven points, had six assists, seven boards. I mean, this is this is Draymond Green. It's what he does. It's who he is. Yeah, and look, I don't have a problem with Draymond Green coming out and saying, "Okay, we're going to win the championship." I, I don't agree with him, but I do think the Warriors and Suns at full strength are pretty close to even. I would give if you told me I got to pick one, you, I got to pick one team to win the championship right now on March fifteenth. I'm still taking the Suns. I still think they're the best team. But Golden State at full strength is the only team I think is right there with them. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with Draymond Green saying that. He's playing. He should He should be thinking that way, right? But I do wonder how that's received by a Suns team that just made it clear over the weekend that they heard Anthony Davis' comments from earlier about last season. Yeah. And they didn't take too kindly to it. I wonder what they think. And they're not going to say anything uh, but I wonder what they think of a guy on a team that's seven and a half games behind them coming in his first game back and saying, oh, yeah, no, we're going to win the championship. I said this months ago. That is the attitude that Draymond Green is all about. This is the intensity that he brings to the floor. Um, he taps into the rage tree from time to time, and it's one of the reasons why I respect him, because he does compete that way. There's no denying it. Yet at the same time, when I hear Draymond Green say that, who do you think of? Who do you think of with the Phoenix Suns? Uh, I'm sorry. I, well, think I think of Devin Booker right now with the I, way he I, reacted I, to Anthony Davis yeah, the I other don't, day. Man, say I don't. You think I don't, DeAndre I don't think, Ayton? Do you think of Chris Ayton. Okay. I think of DeAndre Ayton immediately right now. Still. Chris Paul, we're all assuming Chris Paul is going to come back, and let's hope that happens, of course. Nobody's really worried about CP3 and whether or not he's going to be able to fit back in. No. We all, Sounds like he might come back a little bit earlier, actually. We all feel like this is going to be really, really good. Not worried about that. Not worried about Chris Paul. 
DeAndre Ayton, if you tell me De- if you tell me DeAndre Ayton continues to progress and grow, and if he'll just become more physical, more of a physical force, and I think he's gotten better. I think he has since the beginning of the season even. I think he's gotten better. If if, if he can just get more physical and be a force, Draymond Green can say anything he wants to say. It's not going to happen. Um, I'll just be clear for how I started the, the, the segment. Draymond Green talking is not... It doesn't irritate me. Uh, and maybe it irritates some fans. It's going to be when you've played against him in a seven-game series and you see him getting away with stuff and you see, yeah, DeAndre Ayton's having a great game and all of a sudden DeAndre Ayton gets tripped walking, running to the, uh, down the floor for no reason. But I do wonder... It irritates me. That, <laughs> As a former player, it, it does. It irritates me. And I hope it irritates the Suns. Well, I do I hope wonder. It irritates them. You bring up DeAndre Ayton. What is that mix going to look like if there really is a seven game series between these two teams? If there's a guy in this league that could get DeAndre Ayton angry in a seven game series and get us to the point where we're watching DA play angry, it's Draymond Green. I mean, Chris Paul knows how to push his buttons I the think, right way. Yeah. Draymond Green is the one guy in this league I could see in a seven-game series getting D.A. so angry we see D.A. go to another level. You know, that's really, really interesting because there's an argument there that Draymond Green is smart enough to leave him alone. Maybe he is. But he wasn't smart enough to leave LeBron alone in those playoffs the year that they lost when they yes. won 73 games and didn't win the Boy, more on this as the show unfolds. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up, Chandler Jones still hasn't signed. So is there any possible scenario where he could come back to the Arizona Cardinals? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station, and the Arizona Sports App, NFL Free Agency Frenzy, with Wolf and Luke. All right, Wolf, i got to be honest. You can never truly predict the order of how these things are going to play out when legal tampering starts in the NFL. Ah, the legal tampering. What I would have thought, that sounds like a good name for an album, actually. Legal tampering. You know what? It actually sounds like a great band name, Legal Tampering. Yeah, maybe like a self-titled album, Legal Tampering, with Legal Tampering off their album, Legal Tampering. Okay, strike the band name. Maybe uh, a good name for a song. Okay. Legal Tampering. It sounds like a tool song, actually. Sure does. Boy, you uh, nailed that one. Um, the uh, the guys. Are you listening, Maynard? Are you listening all the way from Jerome, Arizona, Maynard? You can hear us in Jerome. Listen oh, on the yeah. app. He's here all the time. Maybe listen to the podcast afterwards. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Listens to the twi- the show twice. <laughs> you figure you listen to Tool, he listens to you. Yeah, I doubt it. No, all right. <laughs> tremendously doubt maybe, it. Maybe he's sitting in Jerome right now, being like, "I bet Wolf doesn't even I listen just, to my I music." Just doubt it. Tremendously doubt it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Maybe he just listens to me and then he turns the radio down when you talk. I don't know. Uh, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, neither one of them is signed yet. So it raises a few questions, Wolf. One, it's not anything unusual because you've got to figure those are probably two of the, the bigger contracts that are going to be signed. It's not Maybe not as big as Christian Kirk because nobody's going to sign as big of a deal as Christian Kirk did. <laughs> but, uh, but you figure those are two of the bigger names. So Good you know, for you, Christian. Boy, Buddy, I'm telling wow. you right now, we're, we're all so happy. We're the Wu-Fang Clan. We are so happy for you, Christian. Well done. I, well done. i got to say, though, that... It's been 24 hours. I am stunned that they uh, that they not gave him that much. I guess you pay for what you think the guy can do, right? You don't want to pay for past performance. 
So they did that. You know, it's interesting, too. I saw that Christian actually tweeted out yesterday. People have been doubting me my whole career. Not Jacksonville. You know, no, not at all, man. Right now, I can't wait. Hope things go well for him. But so Chandler Jones and Von Miller are both still available. And guys lower than them on the pecking order, like Hassan Reddick yesterday, not that much lower, but he is lower on the pecking order, probably. He got a three or $45 million deal. Uh, Randy First Gregory, wave. Yeah. Randy Gregory signed uh, this morning. It looked like it was going to be with Dallas. Then it ended up being with Denver. And that one's especially interesting, Wolf, because we don't know the terms of that one yet. But Denver is a spot I thought Chandler Jones might go to. Mm. I mean, for me, it's been Denver, uh, the Rams. You, you hear maybe Baltimore. You hear maybe Buffalo. But at a certain point, the money starts to dry up, too, right? When you're talking about yeah. the really big the big name guys that are going to command a lot of money. Not only that, too, um, when you're talking about Edge specifically, you have to believe you have a chance to win when you're going to go out and you're going to sign a great Edge yeah. rusher. You have to believe you have a chance. This guy's we're going to go out and we're going to sign Chandler Jones. We're going to bring him in, Vaughn Miller. We're going to bring him in, my goodness, we're going to pay him an awful lot of money because we actually think we have a shot. You have to be one of those teams. It doesn't make a lot of sense for the Texans or the Jets or somebody to go out and go all in on Chandler Jones. And also, especially for Von Miller, who just won a Super Bowl, I don't think Von Miller would go to a team like that. I don't think he has any interest in a team like that. I got to think Chandler Jones wants to go to a contender as well. Um, so you're right. You're 100% right. So that, that limits the number of teams that could go all in on them. I'm assuming now you can take Denver off that list because they just went out and got Randy Gregory. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Randy Gregory, that's very interesting right there, too. Um, that is an admission that Denver didn't want to go ahead and actually be in the big game, mm-hmm. so to speak. Randy Gregory, I would say clearly tier number two, maybe even number three when it comes to that. So... Um, that's going to be interesting to watch what happens there. I, I think right now, when you look at the guys that are out there, you mentioned it, Vaughn Miller and Chandler Jones. They're in a class by themselves. And then here comes Jadavion Clowney, Zadarius Smith, Melvin Ingram. Those three guys right there, I think, are the next tier. Yeah, I'm, those three guys are the ones I'm interested how much they're going to command. Because... You can look at this and you can say, okay, Chandler Jones is still out there. Possible landing spots might be drying up if Von Miller signs before him and all of a sudden Chandler Jones isn't getting as much money as he thought just because there is only so much money to go around. Could the Cardinals step back in and say, hey, Chan, come back? Yeah. Or if he's still going to get paid big, which he could, could they get a guy like Melvin Ingram or Zadarius Smith who wasn't even available a week ago? Could they get somebody like Smith, that? Yeah, a guy who was a team captain, as a matter of fact, for the Green Bay Packers as well. It's very interesting right now because it brings up the question, the universal question that has been around a long time in the National Football League. Would you rather have edge or a corner? What would you rather have, Luke? Edge or corner? Well, because right now, if you're going to spend some big money, we know the Cardinals freed up $7.1 million with D-Hop. Yesterday, they did that. Uh, the story came out this morning, of course, on that. Well, you know what? Could that possibly be for an edge rusher or for a corner? And which one would you rather have if you had to? I think for the Cardinals specifically, because they seemed so committed to, to building a pass rush last year to having almost their their secondary 
be secondary, for lack of a better term, to their pass rush, really. I mean, that, that's that's how they did it last year, and it was working, like you were saying earlier, it for was. a good chunk of the season. I, I kind of like it when teams, unless you know, unless it's not working, you're going 1-16 or something, but I kind of like it when teams stick with a plan for a little bit to see how it goes. So in this case, I'd almost say, you know, basically boils down to right now, would you rather have Melvin Ingram or Stephon Gilmore? Well, you know what, honestly, if Gilmore's you're, if you're probably going, tier one. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. If you're gonna go if you're gonna go with Stefan Gilmore right there, I'd say, you know what, I'll take Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, that, Typically <laughs> if it, if it's on the same tier though, Basinonians for the most part, for me at least personally, um I'd go with the edge. I'd always go with a guy up front. I'd always start there. So how about Melvin Ingram or DJ Reed? That's about yeah, as There you go, get. right there. Or yes, um, DJ Reed or I'm going to go Melvin Ingram. Yeah, I would Thank too. You. I would too. I love that. I mean, you know, the possibility coming off the edge, once again, get to the quarterback, get to the quarterback. There's a lot of, there's a lot of corners that hold up pretty well if in fact you've got a pass rush that can get to the queue. You get a guy, you get a guy like a Chandler Jones, you get a guy like a Von Miller, a guy that impacts protection. It makes a huge difference in the game. And guys that are just okay corners can actually go out and play well. Isn't that right, Rasul Douglas? Yeah, and that, and that was clearly the Cardinals' plan at the start of last year, so it wouldn't shock me if they committed to that again going forward this year because you do still have J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, and some of these other guys. We come back. All right, got to have this conversation now. What is next for Deshaun Watson? One analyst believes the Cardinals should actually give the Texans a call. We'll discuss that. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. How about this tweet from uh, Ed Werder? Wolf. I know you're on Twitter right now. No, what do you got? Ed Werder says, Source, the Broncos ranked Randy Gregory as top edge in UFA over Chandler Jones. Believe they were close to the deal last night. The Cowboys owner Jerry Jones recruited. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but the oh, first sentence is all that I really care about. Oh, my goodness. Really? So, okay. if other teams feel that way, though, if other teams... Don't see Chandler Jones maybe the way we did. I still don't think he's going to be back with the Cardinals next year, especially after his comments last week. Not not that they were negative towards the Cardinals, but he did seem like somebody that was excited to start a new chapter somewhere else. Um, but if we get to the point where the Cardinals can afford him, I, I mean, I have to think they would be interested. Yeah, no, the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sure, they're interested in Chandler Jones. And I think Chan would be interested in staying. I really do. Even after what he said last week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. What what do you think he said last week that would omit him returning? I don't think he said anything bad about the Cardinals. In fact, I think a couple times he was careful to make it make it uh, clear that he wasn't saying anything bad about the Cardinals, but he just seemed like a guy that was excited to get to pick where he plays football yeah. next, next year. And that doesn't mean it can't be here, but for whatever right. reason, that just made me think that he was looking at three or four other teams of like, yeah, that would fit me or that would fit me better. But, you know, maybe he talks to Vance Joseph and he's like, actually, this fits me the best. If he's not 
if he's not going to get the money that I'm sure he and I thought he was going to get. Yeah, you know, I, for me, once again, um, I, I think that's a possibility. I still think it's a possibility that Chandler Jones, if the Arizona Cardinals were players, and if making them players would mean they're in there, they're right around what he's going to get paid, um, I think he would consider the Arizona Cardinals. I know that he loves it here. I know that uh, he's doesn't? had. Yeah, no, I know that he's had five very good seasons here. Um, yeah, I think he'd be interested in returning. Now, again, um, I don't think that's going to be the case. I want to make that clear. Yeah, I don't. Either. I think somebody else is going to pay him a lot more money than what the Arizona Cardinals are going to be able to pay him. But it gets more and more possible, I would say, with each passing minute where he's not on a team, especially when guys like Randy Gregory go out there and take money from one of the teams that that was rumored to be towards the top of the list on Chandler That is the one right there that you've got my attention right now. Randy Gregory, uh, we all know how talented Randy Gregory is. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. Now, he is 29 years old. He is 29, and Chan is 32. Um, I'd rather have Hassan Reddick than Randy Gregory, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? I here's the, here's the one thing that makes me a little uncomfortable. We know that Chandler Jones uh, last year didn't have a great sack total from last season. Ten and a half sacks, and we know that five of them came in week one against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he did not have a great um, statistical season. But when you watch the tape, there's no doubt Chan still has it. Chan coming off the edge right now. Not only does it require you changing your protection and making sure you know where 55 is on every play offensively. You have to be able to do that. But also the pressures that he would get. So not only was he dictating a lot of the protections that were out there, but also some of the pressures that he would get. He didn't get sacks. He didn't didn't get strip sacks to the degree in which we've seen him do before. Um, but the pressures were still there. He still can get up the field. He still can rush the passer. I haven't seen Randy Gregory's tape. Randy Gregory's tape, this guy may be every play, every play coming around. I, I have no idea what to say about that. That is a surprise that Denver said he was our target. It's also interesting that Von Miller wasn't even mentioned in that tweet. Um, more uh, from the NFL, and let's switch over to offense here because Deshaun Watson's going to be on a team next year. Now, he may very well be suspended to start next season. Certainly, there's still a lot up in the air with Deshaun Watson. Um, we've heard that the Saints are maybe the front runners for him. Carolina is interested. You hear a lot of teams are interested, but the names that keep coming up are the Saints, Carolina. Uh, Jordan Schultz tweeted out this morning, San Francisco might be interested. Now, that has been shot down by other people, but either way, I don't know what San Francisco's doing. Um, I just don't know what they're doing. I mean, if they go out and, and severely upgrade a quarterback, then that's a big problem for the, the Cardinals. I would say of the 32 teams, they're the ones that confound me the most right now, because they could be a Super Bowl winning team if they get the right quarterback, or they are running out there with a second-year guy that didn't play much in year Boy. one. Man, I'll tell you, Deshaun Watson and going out and getting Deshaun Watson, that's going to be a distraction. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah. That's going to be a huge I wouldn't do it here. With the Cardinals, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't um, touch it. I just, honestly, right now, anybody that has listened to this broadcast, you know how I felt about Deshaun Watson before all of this came down. Uh, there, there's, there's nobody that, before all of this came down with Deshaun Watson in Houston, there, there was nobody that I'd rather have over Deshaun Watson. 
to start a, as a court. If I was going to start a franchise, I'll take Deshaun Watson. That's how much I loved that guy. Yeah, before all this, before yes, all I would have traded Kyler Murray and picks for Deshaun I, I, Watson. I'm just telling you right now, that guy to me, if I was going to start a franchise, it'd be Deshaun Watson. He had everything that I thought you needed in today's NFL. A guy that could blend the old concepts with the new. And he has done that. I do believe in second chances. Uh, I do believe in forgiveness. I believe in that. There's got to be a sincerity as well that is involved in that. And I don't know. I haven't. Deshaun Watson, I don't know him. I don't know him. There's so many question marks about this. But once again, people, general managers that are out there and they're researching the possibility of acquiring Deshaun Watson, they do know. Because they've put in a lot of time in regard to Deshaun Watson and whether or not he's he's going to continue to get better from whatever it was that he was doing. The criminal charges, they're not there. But that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, and they're very careful to say this, it doesn't mean that he's innocent yeah. of all these charges. He is not. doesn't mean that. Um, the Falcons were the other team that seems to be really interested in him, but I, I want to play this since we did tease it. This is Bart Scott talking about Deshaun Watson and if he would uh, want him on the Cardinals. If I'm this team, i do it in a nanosecond, and it won't cost you as much. It might not even cost you a first-round draft pick. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, NFC, we know that Houston wants to trade them out of the AFC because they don't want to see him for 10 years. I would trade Kyler Murray. Here we go. One for one. Maybe I give you a fourth. Wow. He had more. Here, I'll play the rest of it too. Mm-hmm. I will give you Deshaun Watson, and you can have an MVP candidate, a guy that's a little younger, and you can have him. By the way, where where's Kyler Murray from? State of Texas. I would trade Kyler Murray right now, and that becomes a Super Bowl contender with DeAndre Hopkins, reunited with DeAndre Hopkins. They just signed Zach Ertz. I would gamble. I would trade that that right now. I wouldn't even wait. I wouldn't even give Kyler Murray a chance. I say, you want to come to Arizona, dog? Bet. Done. No problem. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what That's he really Mark feels. Scott right there. Yeah. I know exactly. Was that, um, was that Jay Williams in the background listen, saying how would Gamble yeah, feel was, about he, There's no doubt about it. It was Jay Williams. <laughs> um, can, can I just say right now that, once again, if you're just looking at the football part of it, if you're just looking at the football part of it, um, yeah, you know what? i trade one for one. I, I would do that, too. If you were just looking at the football part of it, Deshaun Watson, to me, has already proven um, he's already proven the kind of quarterback he is and what he's capable of being and the fact that he can lead a team. Having said that, now when you consider all the rest of it, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. Th- yeah, there's, yeah, that's the thing. There's no way to look past the other stuff. If you're just saying just football, if this was a I'm year and a half ago, football. I'd still take Mahomes over Deshaun Watson and I might take I'd maybe take Josh Allen. Yeah, the whole thing is, though, once again, it's not like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is. And listen, Josh Allen now, today? Yeah. If I was, if you were, if you were going to ask me the same thing today, I'd say Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. I'd say Josh, Josh Allen, Allen. Mahomes, maybe Burrow, but you're right. I mean, Watson would be. But the, the questions that people have about Kyler Murray are nothing 
compared to the questions about no. Deshaun. Not even like in the same stratosphere of the questions people have about Deshaun Watson right now. So I, I don't know how you could do that. I, if you're I'm the talking Cardinals. purely, once again, I'm, I'm talking purely from a football perspective. Deshaun Watson, his understanding of coverages, his understanding of game plans. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it, in my opinion. But once again, that's not what you do. When you consider a trade, Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray, you've got to consider reality. Mm-hmm. You've got to consider the entire perspective in the entire person. I'll take Kyler. Yeah, and unlike these other teams that are being linked to uh, to Watson right now, Atlanta and Carolina and New Orleans um, among them, um, the Cardinals have something to lose. If they traded Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson, you're trading a legitimate, very good already quarterback with a chance to potentially be great someday. What is Carolina giving up a quarterback? What is yeah, New Orleans? What is right. Atlanta at this point with Matt Ryan? What are they really sacrificing at quarterback? Uh, coming up, what can the Suns accomplish when they take on the Pelicans tonight? Maybe a revenge game for Phoenix. We'll ask Suns broadcaster for Valley Sports, Kevin Ray. It's game day with K-Ray next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.